Positive Nobody. I'm your host, Martini Jean. This is where I discuss things from matters of the heart to the heart of the matter and share my perspective, even though our perspectives might not be shared. Hello, hello. How are you? All right. So, you know, we've been going through a lot of interesting episodes and also um, the guests I've been having uh, on the show. Thank you so much, Matt and uh, Vanessa, for sharing your story. But again, we have another solo episode with me. And um, you can already see from the title, especially from my closest friends, it's like, whoa, word? Well, what's, what's what's going on over here? So um, this is something that I've been keeping to myself only a select few know about this because it's not necessarily something that you want to share um outright you know what I mean but it's something that I wanted to I guess make peace with and also um just you know, um, be comfortable finally in sharing because it is a big subject and I guess with things that come up in my life, there are things that like I can't do or things that I cannot take part in because this issue um takes precedence and it is very important to me and i wanted to make an episode about it so this is what i'm going to do (laughs) you know make an episode about it all right so um let's get into it it is Episode 117, The Father, The Son, and The Holy Shit, My Mother and Our Dilemma with Dementia. So, um, as you can tell by the title, um, my mother has uh, dementia. She's been having it for, she's had it for a while now. I would probably say, hmm... Maybe, maybe four or five years now, I guess. Um, I really can't pinpoint when it started because it's definitely not what it is today. Um, it, um, I'm trying to, because there was, um, I'm, I'm forgetting the term. But there was one time when we went to, well, okay, maybe around maybe 2017 is maybe when we started seeing the signs of her maybe forgetting some places or uh, the slip of the, not the slip of the tongue, but just like maybe 
like backwards speak or something not making any sense and we were like well what's going on and we just you know me and my father we just chalked it up to like old age or just her forgetting and stuff but then i remember us going to the her her neurologist and him telling us that she suffered a a light a light stroke but it wasn't it wasn't that wording and i and i'm I've been trying to figure out what the terminology he said, but but he never said the word stroke, even though that's what it ultimately meant. But like he said, it was like a light. Was it a light something? I don't know, but like it was sort of like a a a, a wave, like a small like rumbling or like a wave that like cascaded like over her brain or something like that um like very low level that's why nobody caught it because sometimes you know when people have a stroke it's very obvious um and that's why it was under our radar for such a long time but she definitely had it so he told us you know take care of the necessary precautions do whatever you need to do and i was like okay fine um i mean as of right now i mean like i said it's been like I think for four, maybe five years, maybe since we got that diagnosis or whatever. But I mean, as of right now, today, as of right now, today, and then we'll work backwards. But as of right now, today, um, she she's pretty much bedridden. Not pretty much. She is bedridden. She can't walk, but not she can't walk. She's not paralyzed, but like her, her her body is in such pain that any movement on her is like excruciating. So she's pretty much bedridden. We have aides coming in, you know, all throughout the day to help her out throughout the week as well to help her out. Um and um uh yeah we have aids to help her out um her her speech isn't slurred she can speak well but her voice is groggy it's foggy her 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 speech is groggy and her mind is definitely foggy she she definitely has short-term memory loss um and that got worse over time uh where before it used to be i don't know maybe five to ten minutes and we would talk to her about something and um you know, like 10 minutes later, she would forget that we mentioned it. Um, how I really noticed it was when we, she would watch television. And, like, particularly, like, wrestling. She loves wrestling. So, an average match, an average television match would be, let's say, 7 minutes. 5 to 7 minutes, right? So, she would know the two wrestlers who were fighting right 
she'd be like, okay, they're fighting, whatever. Oh, I'm going for this guy because I like him, right? And then the match would end, right? She'd be happy or mad that her man lost, whatever. And then later in the show, they would recap what happened earlier in the night. So they would recap the match and they would, and they would, you know, say, oh, wrestler A, you know, won against wrestler B earlier tonight, blah, blah, blah. And she'd be like, when did that happen? And we're like, what are you talking about? When did that happen? Like you were here watching it happen. She was like, and she'd say, no, I wasn't. I wasn't here when that happened. And we would go, yes, mom, you, you were here. You watched, you watched it and you were even shouting or go you know rooting for your man and she would say no I, I i wasn't i wasn't here i don't know what you're talking about and she would get extremely frustrated because she wouldn't believe what we're saying but in reality she wasn't believing what we were saying and that's probably one of the hardest things to deal with is because with people with dementia they have they have their own reality and you can't tell them that it's not real because for them it is you are home okay this is where you live all three of us live in this house for a very long time okay i don't you live here Okay? So just relax. Why are you crying? Why are you crying? Why do you say that? Why do you think you have no place to stay? For you to understand that, just think of your reality and someone telling you something that you believe to be false. You know, it's like, I don't know, let's say you woke up this morning and I don't know, you put on like your white sneakers, right? But someone tells you, yo, why are you wearing black sneakers? And you look down on your feet and you see white. And you're like, bro, what are you talking about? And then that person in front of you is saying, yeah, bro, why do you have black sneakers on? And you're like, yo, you joking, man. And then you go to somebody else and then somebody's like, yo, man, why are you wearing, why are you wearing black sneakers? And you look down and it's white and you're like, fam, what are you talking about? Like, these are, these are white sneakers. And everyone's, everyone's saying like, nah, bro, they're black. And you're like, what, what are you talking about? And then let's say someone right in front of you takes a picture of your white sneakers, turns the camera around, and then shows you the sneakers that you're wearing, and they're actually black. That would fuck with your mind, wouldn't it? Because you would look down and you see white, but someone just took a picture of your sneakers, and they're black. And you're like, nah, son, that's Photoshop. Uh, that's not even my shoes or whatever. You're bugging out. Then, you know, you're... you're the 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 confrontation between those two realities uh, 
is frustrating. You know what I mean? So that's quite a, a lot of the things that my father and myself experienced with my mom. But let's take it back. Let's take it back. So, um, so at first, back in 2013, she, um, um, she got her neurology thing, and it said that she had a white a white matter abnormality on her on her on her MRI of her brain. So what that means is that uh, the white matter disease is an umbrella term for damage to your brain's white matter caused by reduced blood flow to the tissue. It can cause issues with memory, balance, and mobility. People who have risk factors of cardiovascular disease also have a greater risk of developing white matter disease. Now, that's important because with her, um, uh, that's when she, well, not, not in 2013, but later, she would have issues with balance and mobility. Um, so much so that, you know, we had to get her a uh, a walker. And I remember the earliest time before you know her degrega- her degradation in um 2017 it was my second niece's graduation and i believe she had a walker i believe she had a walker and that was probably the earliest time 2017 i remember her with a walker um but i mean she made it she made it to her um her granddaughter's uh, uh, graduation so I mean that was cool and then since then you know she she would have her walker she would go to uh, Haiti every year during the winter time during our winter time because it would be extremely cold but also it would be hard on her joints and it would cause her severe pain so she would leave every year around the same time to avoid that and with that and that pain was because she developed um osteoarthritis and also rheumatoid arthritis and osteoarthritis is um pretty much the most common form of arthritis this is from the cdc.gov um and uh it's a degenerative joint disease disease or wear and tear arthritis it occurs mostly frequently in the hands hips and knees Um, with osteoarthritis the cartilage within a joint begins to break down and the underlying bone begins to change and that's very true she and that was very apparent um in her knees she would have constant constant pain in her knees and complain about it um that's what was hard for her to to walk and of course with rheumatoid arthritis it's this is from the myoclinic.org and it's a chronic inflammatory disorder that can affect more than just your joints and some people the condition can damage a wide variety of body systems including the skin eyes lungs heart and blood vessels um, it's an autoimmune disorder and occurs when your immune system mistakenly attacks your own body tissues. And um, 
what's it called? Unlike the wear and tear damage of osteoarthritis, rheumatoid arthritis affects the lining of your joints, causing a painful swelling that can eventually result in bone erosion and joint deformity. Yes, that that is what's going on with my mom. Um, that's why she's in constant pain because of that. The rheumatoid arthritis and the osteoarthritis those are big things for her and you know soon enough uh she couldn't go to uh Haiti anymore just because you know her joints and her body couldn't take it um we tried to get her um what is it physical therapy and occupational therapy and those things wouldn't work. And not to say that the people conducting these scheduled appointments were horrible. They were actually very, very good. But it's just that the uh, the arthritis overcame like her body. So she can't, she couldn't do, do it anymore. So she stopped going to Haiti. And then, of course, the, um, the, uh, pain kept happening to her and happening to her and she just uh, like eventually stopped going and then but then also like her her dementia kicked in and uh it'd be it'd be pretty bad so um in uh march 2021 we finally decided to because her 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 osteoarthritis got so bad that all the cartilage in her knees like went away so every time she tried to walk it was it was literally rubbing bone to bone so if she was going to walk again she would have to uh, get surgery but not on both knees at the same time so on march 2021 she got her left knee surgery and that was successful everything was good but at the same time and and most people they said that after that, they'd be able to walk fine, but with her and her arthritis, it it didn't take. I mean, the knee is fine. It's it's a completely brand new knee, um, but again, with the osteo and rheumatoid arthritis, you know, she's still bedridden and and she really can't move. Again, she's not paralyzed. She can she can she can move her legs. And she has still has feelings in her legs, but they're just it's just painful, you know. So, so with that, it kind of sucks because again, she has, you know, dementia. So, uh, you know, on top of her not being able to walk and stuff like that, it, it's it's been really rough for her, and um, I feel bad for her. I I I truly do. Because sometimes, she'll just like lay there and start crying uncontrollably and you know we'll we'll run into the room any one of us you know my father myself or my or the aides and we'll say like what you know what's going on what happened and she'll cry and be like you know i used to be i used to be strong i used to be a strong woman you know i used to be strong like my father um and now i'm nothing i'm nothing now I want to be like my dad. I want to be like my dad. And she'll start crying. And what can you do with that? Because 
she's telling you the truth, you know, and it, it's, it's very hard for her to cope with the condition that she's in. But then, of course, with her dementia, it goes, it, you know, that, that feeling goes away. And not to say that she's right as rain again, but you can see the truth peering through the fog of um, her memory, like, cloud. You know, like, every so often she'll know what's going on and be like, hey, this is how I feel. And um, I feel bad for her. I do. It sucks. I truly feel bad for her. Um, but let's get into what dementia actually is. So with the uh, National Institute. Of, so this is from the National Institute on Aging. And it says that dementia is a loss of cognitive functioning, thinking, remembering and reasoning to such an extent that it infer that it interferes with a person's daily life and activities. Some people with dementia cannot control their emotions and their personalities may change. Dementia ranges in severity from the mildest stage when it when it is just beginning to affect a person's functioning to the most severe stage when the person must depend completely on others for basic activities of living. And that's pretty much what she's at right now. The most severe stage because she cannot do anything by herself. She cannot, I mean she okay well i was gonna say she that she can't eat by herself but i'm not saying that we need to like she's not what is it she's not a quadriplegic or whatever it was like we don't have to necessarily feed her the food but um because she can't move like again she can move like a little bit but you know she can feed herself but no she she can't wash herself you know so she gets um uh what is it she gets you know sponge baths she um can't go she physically can't walk to the bathroom so she will go there we have special equipment and special things for her to you know relieve herself and the aides or myself or my dad will you know clean her up um yeah and she can't she can't she can speak on the phone, but she can't, like, dial a phone. She can't operate the TV remote. Um, it's just too complicated for her. And I remember when we, we used to, I used to buy her um, crossword puzzles all the time for her to, like, solve. And not the, um, not the ones that are, like, not the ones that are, like, in the newspapers. Just, like, oh, um, what's it called? Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know, like six, uh, like three letter word for movie franchise, like, oh, MCU, you know what I'm saying? It, it, not, not, not that one, the ones that you circle the word that's in the, uh, what is it? Word jumbles, I think like the jumble ones, like she, she was like, she was like really good at those. She like, she loved those. But then of course, you know, she can't do those anymore. It's too complicated. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's been a trying time, but okay. So they say, what are the signs of symptoms of dementia? 
signs and symptoms of dementia result when once healthy neurons or nerve cells in the brain stop working, lose connections with other brain cells, and die. While everyone loses some neurons as they age, people with dementia experience far greater loss. So the symptoms of dementia can vary and may include experiencing memory loss, poor judgment and confusion, difficulty speaking, understanding and expressing thoughts or reading and writing, wandering and getting lost in a familiar neighborhood, troubling handling money responsibly and paying bills, repeating questions, using unusual words to refer to familiar objects, taking longer to complete normal daily tasks, losing interest in normal day activities or events, hallucinating or experiencing delusions or paranoia, acting impulsively, not caring about people's feelings, losing balance and problems with movement. People with intellectual and developmental disabilities can also develop dementia as they age, and recognizing their symptoms can be particularly difficult. It's important to consider a person's current abilities and to monitor for changes over time that could signal dementia. Yes. All those things are absolutely true. My mother has experienced um, every single one of those. All of them. Um, oh, there's one uh, piece right here. It says, the causes of Alzheimer's and related dementias can vary depending on the types of brains depending on the types of brain changes that may actually be taking place. While research has found that some changes in the brain are linked to certain forms of dementia, in most cases, the underlying causes are unknown. Rare genetic mutations may cause dementia in a relatively small number of people. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah, while doing research for this episode, you know, I got kind of scared. I was like, yo... Am I, is that going to happen to me? Like, I hope not because I, I don't even know what kind of world, I don't know if I could handle that world of where things are up, you know, where things are up and down, left and right. And I don't remember shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. Um, but no, definitely those things, um, those, those symptoms. Yes. My mother has gone through all those things where experience mem- experiencing memory loss and poor judgment and confusion absolutely that happens on a daily basis um difficulty speaking understanding and expressing thoughts or reading and writing yes uh wandering and getting lost in a familiar neighborhood again that i thank goodness that that can happen that that's not possible because you know my mother can't walk cuz like I can just imagine, like, if she was able to, like, walk, like, you know, just like you and I, and, like, let's say she got mad at one of the aides and was like, look, I'm out of here, I'm going, and then, like, she goes, who would be able to freaking find her? Because, yeah, when my mom was able, she was a force to be reckoned with, you know what I mean? She was strong, like, she, like, she says that she was that she used to be she was so it's like what are you gonna do you know what are you gonna do when she's like yo get off me and then she walks out and then goes wherever she's gonna go 
but she doesn't know where she's going and she doesn't know where she is like that would be absolutely terrifying terrifying oh man that'd be so terrifying um because like at times she would say like you know i'm going like okay martini you know let's go let's go home and i'm like what are you talking about like we are home you're not going to go i can't take you down the steps tini i have to leave okay I have to go. Let's go. I cannot take you down the steps. Tini, help me, okay? Help me, please. I, I am helping you. I'm telling you, you can't go down the steps. Because if you go down the steps, guess what's going to happen? You're going to fall, and then you're going to die. That's how it's going to happen. I'm not going to run. It doesn't matter if you run you shake too much you're gonna fall and then you're gonna break your leg and then you're gonna die you can say oh my goodness all you want and she'd be like no no we're not like come on take like take me home and i'd be so confused because i'd be like what what do you mean this isn't your home all your stuff is here your pictures are here it didn't make any sense to me but to her it made complete sense it's like no i just stopped here for a little bit just to catch my breath now i caught my breath all right help me up let's go it's time to go and i'm like well and then of course all these questions come into your head okay one where does she think she is two where does she think she's going and like three what makes her think that this isn't her home because all her stuff is here but then again it's like i well i don't want to say with people with dementia but like with my mom she would be again like she would be in her own world and she'd be like you know you try to hit her with logic and then she'll hit you with like the uno reverse card and you'll say hey look at all your stuff your stuff is here and then she'll say, yeah, I don't know how the hell my stuff got here, but we need to take it too. We need to take, my, I don't know who brought my stuff here, but we need to take this stuff back to my house. Okay, Jenny, let's go. Let's go where? Home. I'm already home. Oh, if it's is your home, so you say. Me, I'm going home. But you live here too. I don't live here. Yeah, you do. I'm telling you that this is your I know house. What's mine? I understand that. But what you don't understand is that you don't think this is your house, and it is. I don't have two houses. This is your house, okay? Mm. Are we good? Are we good now? Are you, are you okay? I'm not saying here. Oh, yes, you are. Are you kidding? We've been talking about this for an hour. This is your house. If you don't believe it, fine. I don't care. But you're not leaving this place, whatever you think this place is. You know, 
she would just come up with this stuff on the fly. But I don't mean come up with stuff like she's lying, but like she has the backstory for what she's talking about already in tow because it's her reality. So again, it would just be so interesting just to hear her speak. And you're like, whoa, she believes everything that she's saying 1000%. This is insane. And sometimes it would drive me crazy. <laughs> it really would. Because how do you how do you combat someone like that? How do you talk some sense into someone like that when they think you're the one who's out of control and doesn't make any sense? You know? Um, but to to go into more in depth with what I'm dealing with and what maybe you might not know how dementia affects people who have it and the people who um, are taking care of the people. There is a movie that I recently saw and it, it, it depicts this perfectly and it's called The Father and it's and it's from, I mean, not not that it's from. Um, it starred uh, Anthony Hopkins and uh, Olivia Coleman, And uh, it won, it won best performance by an actor in a leading role. Anthony Hopkins won it. It was the best adapted screenplay by Christopher Hampton and Florian Zeller because it was adapted. Oh, well, we'll, we'll get into that. Um, we'll get into that a little later it was an Oscar nominee for best performance by an actress in a supporting role with Olivia Coleman. it was um, best achievement in film editing uh, Yorgos Lamparinos I'm sorry if I butchered your name and that Oscar nominee even though it didn't win it best achievement in film editing it was great and we will get into that of why the film edit the editing in this film was phenomenal and it was an Oscar nominee for Best Motion Picture of the Year, which I don't even know who, who what else was nominated. And I'm not saying that they should have won, but I'm glad that it was nominated. And I'm glad that uh, Anthony Hopkins won the Oscar because he did a brilliant, brilliant performance. So um, this is from Wikipedia. It says, La, La Père, uh, the father, is a play by French playwright Florian Zeller, which won a 2014, uh, which won in 2014 the Moliere Award for Best Play. It premiered in September 2012 at the Theatre uh Paris, with Robert Hirsch, who plays Andre, and Isabel Galenis, who plays Anne. And the play was considered the most acclaimed new play of the last decade, won several awards and nominations in Paris, London, and in New York. The play was translated into English by Christopher Hampton, and the play has been staged in more than 45 countries. According to the Playbill, according to, according to Playbill, the London newspaper The Guardian gave the London production a rare five-star review calling it a savagely honest study of dementia and named it best play of the year. 
According to the Times, The Father is one of the best plays of the decade. Um, of course, I cannot attest to the play, but I can attest to the movie. And I fuck, I, I wouldn't, I didn't give it five stars. I think I gave it like a four. Um, but man, like I was enthralled. I was in it. I was like, yo, this is my fucking life. Okay. Cause it's basically Anthony Hopkins who plays, who plays Anthony and his daughter, and um he has dementia he's been he, I think he's had it for years now and it's pretty much their lives together and what she wants to do to take care of him and the experiences that she is having with dealing with him having dementia and also the goings on in her life and both things are so interesting that they play off and and with the editing because sometimes i mean i'm not gonna give too many spoilers or whatever but with sometimes in the film some things seem to appear in one scene and not appear in the next or some body is playing somebody else or something like that and it's all well usually done in um i mean through anthony hopkins character's eyes and you as a viewer is seeing what he sees and sometimes it affects you you're like wait a minute but i thought that was over there but wait i thought this person was over here wait what's going on and you start having this fog in your head as well and that is the representation of what dementia is and what's going on like it, it's freaking phenomenal at first before i saw this movie i was going to recommend memento as a perfect companion piece to this podcast to eloquently show you what i guess dementia or more more so at least in that movie short-term memory loss is and that's a very good one too i remember like this this uh university or, or something like that or, or like a high collegiate like branch of government or whatever something was talking about like um that memento is the best representation of what short-term memory loss is and i'm not taking that away memento it is one of my favorite movies of all time um so that's very good too but i think with memento it might be a little too much for the average person to get even though it's a phenomenal movie and i and i do suggest people watch that film but i think with how the film is edited i think it might be too much for people to take in so i so for like uh i don't want to say like the baby's version or something but something a little bit more um uh digestible would be the father the father is the perfect movie for that once you see the father then by all means go for or go for memento or if you if you want to feel bold and brave go ahead watch memento first but i uh, for me because memento came out like in 2000 that's when i saw this so like it was freaking phenomenal but me living through 
uh, you know what I I yeah for me the father is the better version because for me now living through with somebody who has short-term memory loss knowing firsthand about it the father is the best because with <clears throat> with memento it only well I haven't seen it in a while but like it only really shows it from the main character's point of view or as uh the father it takes it definitely takes the daughter's account of her life into account. So the father is the better, uh, the better of the two as a, as a representation. But when I was watching this film, 98% of the things going on, I was like, Oh my God, that's, that's it. That's me. Or like, that's my mom. That's insane. This person, and I, and I wanted to like know everything about this film. I wanted to know the editing. I wanted to know this person's, uh, the director's story. Like, how does this person know exactly how this is how it goes? So I'm just going to go down some things. They're not necessarily spoilery. But I just wanted to um, recount the similarities between what happened in the movie and what goes on in my life. So, uh so one of the first things like when it first when it first opens up you know um anthony is like is saying um oh uh, i'm sorry the 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 um the daughter Anne, comes into the room of um anthony's house and i think yeah and and Anne is talking about a aid that she hired for the for her dad and the aide quit and Anne is pissed because she's like yo i just got this person this person started like four days ago what why did you kick this person out and uh, and uh anthony's saying like who is she you know and Anne's like well she's here to help and anthony's like yo, i don't need help i don't i don't need help for anyone what are you talking about and that's a big thing, I guess, you know, with people with dementia or whatever. They feel that they don't need any help. They might recognize, some do, that they recognize that they're disabled, but they feel that they can still do whatever they need to do. I remember very early on, like last year. Was it last year? When 2022? Yeah, like last year when we um decided to get aids for my mother and you know they would do her thing change her underwear give her a sponge baths or whatever and then they'd be done and then you know the aides would be like okay you know i'll see you tomorrow or whatever and she'd be like all right fine no problem and then and then again five minutes later she'd ask hey who, who was here before i'm like what do you mean she'd say who who, who was here before I'm like, oh, you mean the aid? She's like, what aid? What do you mean aid? Like, yeah, we have an aid who comes here every day. It's like, what? You have an aid that comes here every day for what? And it's like, and I'd say to take care of you. Like, take care of me for what? What? What do you need to take care of me for? What? What's going on? What's wrong with me? And it's like, mom, like, you know, you can't get up and walk. It's like, yes, I can. Of course, I can. What do you mean I can't walk? And she would attempt to 
get up to try to, you know, um, you know, disavow the things that I just said. And she wouldn't be able to. And she's like, oh, you know, I can't get up right now. I was like, well, yeah, I know that. <laughs> but then she'd say like, oh, what, what what are they here for? Like, they're here for you. Oh, what, what do they do? You know, they cook you food. They feed you. They change your underwear. And she's like, ha, what? They change my underwear. What are you talking about? I change my underwear. Every day I do that. I take my own bath. What do you mean? What are you talking about? Ah, you 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 have no idea what you're talking about, Martini. And I'm like, wow. She's like, I don't need any help. And it and it and then it did get progressively worse when she did see that the aides were here to help her. And sometimes she would try to, you know, I mean the aides would like help her, but then she would get all mad, be like, Ah, get off me. I get off me. Don't don't ever touch me again. Get out of my house. And all this stuff. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What's going on? They're here to help you. I don't need any help. I can do everything myself. And it's like, man. But, I mean, the thing is with, you know, people, oh, I don't want to say people with dementia like I'm an expert. But, like, I guess with my mom, considering she has short-term memory loss, for a new memory to form and stay there it has to be a constant thing so we've had an aid we have aids for a year now and like she's finally like knowing okay these aids are here to help me you know because it, it, it'd be like for weeks she'd be either mad or not know that aids even exist or what are they doing here? I don't need any help. It was very, very, um, it was very, um, trying. It was very trying at the beginning stages because she didn't want the help. She didn't need the help. She kept saying all that stuff, but then eventually she got used to it. And then even better, she would be friendly to them. They would tell her, they would tell her stories and and stuff like that and they would share stories and luckily thank god um both of them are haitian so they have that dynamic with each other so they would talk about you know the the state of haiti or like just the good times that they had in haiti and all that stuff so um that calmed her down so now she's definitely used to them they talk and have fun whatever so sometimes she will get back in those moods only because it's almost like a I don't want to say like schizophrenia or something like that but some days she will act like a different person or that that old attitude will come back and rear its head and we're like oh, okay it's gonna be one of those days but then you know either the next day or like maybe a couple hours or a couple hours after that or you know maybe after she takes a nap she comes down and gets back to her like you know regular calm self so definitely um that part of the movie and that was like and that movie like seriously that that line that i said the who is she she needs she's here to help i don't need anyone literally i think that was probably like the first two minutes of the movie and i was like oh i'm in for it <laughs> i'm in for it this is gonna be great you know so um yeah, there's a part 
again, I mean, I already explained it where Anne says, oh, you called her a little bitch and you threatened her physically. And and Anthony's like, I don't know. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that that'd be my mom right there. You know, she's like, yo, you said this and you said this to either the aide or even to me. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. And we would have to like literally show her that she either cursed out an aide or like did something else, you know, and I, and I would record it. Sometimes I would, I would record her talking just to prove the stuff that she's denying. And then I would play it back to her and she'd be like, what? That was me. What are you, what are you talking about? I don't understand. And it's so crazy when you give it back to the person and they're not in such a denial but it's like they really don't have any memory of that happening and it's just amazing how i'm telling you i mean and it's so bad that like you you look at this person as an experiment but not even an experiment but just a just a case study because it's like wow the brain is such a complex thing and we just take that shit for granted you know I don't even know how you're listening to this right now. Like if you're in the car or whatever, but like, yo, you know how, let's say you're in the car and you just instinct, instinctively, you know, put on your turn signal, make a left and turn the wheel and, and all that stuff. Like your brain is doing like 7,000 things at the same time. Or you just like, you know what, man, I'm mad hungry. So you just get up without even, you don't even think about it. It's not, it's, it's second nature to you. It's human nature. You just get up and you just do shit like when those synapses start firing off and you lose that 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 connectivity between mind and body yo that shit is crazy like i'm telling you you don't understand like it's so fascinating again like showing like it's fascinating when i record my mother and then i uh i um play back the recording and she's in such astonishment because she knows that she knows that it's her one she sees that it's her she knows her voice but she's like what is this like i don't know what this is you know i i like what are you talking about? it's like it's so crazy it's like it's like i don't know it's like somebody had a recording of you of you oh here it is this this is the this is the best thing that I can say. It's when people get drunk, right? You know when people get shit faced drunk, and you know your friends are idiots and they're gonna use this video as evidence, and you're doing all this wacky shit, right? And then you the next day you're fucking hungover as shit, and then you wake up. And then people are like, yo, man, you were going fucking crazy last night. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't remember everything. The last thing that I remember is blah, 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 is X, Y, and Z. And like, yo, that was an hour before you started you started wilding out and doing all these things. And you're like, what are you talking about? And then the person shows you the evidence. And you're like, fam, I don't remember any of that. But clearly, the video is real. It's not Photoshopped. It's not CGI. It's not motion capture. It's you. It's your voice. It's what you were wearing last night. You're still wearing that shit the night, the night after, uh, the day after, because you threw up on yourself, and you decided to just get in the bed. 
You know what I mean? And you're like, I'll think I'll worry about this later. It's like that. That's the closest thing that I can tell you. It's like, wow, I did all this shit and I don't have any recollection of it. So the only recollection of this happening is on your phone instead of my brain. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's shit like that. That's fucking insane to me. So, um, another thing, uh, that happens in the movie is that you know the daughter is leaving or at least wants to leave london for paris because she's met a guy that she loves and that she's been seeing for a while and you know she wants to move in with him so the and the guy lives in paris and the dad is devastated because it's like oh my god well well, well what's gonna happen to me because again, like I mentioned before, even though the person with dementia is like, yo, I don't need any help, but they also recognize that they do have a disability and they're like, well, what do you, well, what do you mean? And then the, and then, uh, Anthony Hopkins character goes, you're abandoning me. And like that breaks my soul because that hasn't happened to me yet but it's like i know that it will happen like i am absolutely devastated um like it, it it's it's like it's my second fear pertaining to my mom is leaving her like even when i go on trips i feel extremely guilty going on trips because i am her health proxy you know 98 percent of the people that have to pertain with her and her medical needs go through me go through me it can't not to say that it can't be my dad my dad's fine he's great but like it's me he doesn't know like dr lingo and all that stuff and like half the stuff he doesn't know whatever but like i try to keep up with that stuff like when i'm at work my phone be going off and i'm like yo listen i can't talk to you right now i gotta take this call is from my mom and 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 they're they've been very understanding i mean i haven't told them much i haven't really told them anything i just told them that like listen my mom is bedridden and she's sick that's it because <clears throat> again i don't want people all about my business they don't need to know all that shit you know what i mean so um just know that when my phone rings and it's for my mother i'm gonna um pardon myself and take the call i don't care what's going on it's for my mom my mom is my number one priority um but again i feel extremely guilty when i go on trips because wherever i'm going you know i'm trying to have fun relax blah 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 but then at home i'm just like damn man my mom is like my mom is you know in bed hurting not constantly you know it's not like she's in agonizing pain all day like she's being tortured or something like that but it's like you know it's my mom you know you know she she's in pain she can't do anything she's bedridden um and i want to help her i want to be there for her and i know that she has my dad she has the AIDS. 
she's 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 in good hands but still you know since i'm the health proxy i feel that it's my duty to be there for my mother so when i take vacation i feel that i am abandoning her which i'm not but i still feel that way that's why usually i take small trips where it's like you know maybe three four days you know sometimes when um i got a little better at it i would take like a week but then yeah i would, I would, I would check in every day just to see what's going on and right now um i'm having a recent trip uh i'm going on a, i'm going on a trip and it's gonna be i'm gonna be away for two weeks i think this has probably been the longest away that i've been from my mom since her condition her condition got worse um yeah so i feel real bad about that but also sometimes you know i've i've, I've talked to uh you know her, her nurse practitioner and other people and they're like you know sometimes you do need to take a break you didn't you can't be up her ass like 24 7 you know not that it's not to say that it's not your job but you need to you need you need to be good so you can be good for your mom you need to get that break sometimes you need that time for you and i understand that so that's how i try to um cope with that but that but that's only one thing like the thing that's gonna hurt me the most is what happens in this movie i mean i mean what's what's happening in this movie where the daughter's like hey you know i'm gonna be moving out i'm not gonna be here well well she says that um she'll visit on the weekends um if she can um i guess you know london and paris london and paris are close to each other i don't know the proximity so um but she says that you know i can be here almost every weekend and i'll hang out with you but i'm not going to be here you know so but for me and and the you know and the the talks that i've been having about moving out and going someplace it's not going to be i can't regardless of where i go i won't be able to visit each weekend you know and it's going to hurt me it's going to hurt me because i feel like i'm going to hurt her like to see to see her face like there was this one time where her 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 um her goddaughter her youngest goddaughter my second niece I mean, goddaughter, granddaughter, her granddaughter, her, her last granddaughter, my youngest niece, she was moving to Philadelphia after she graduated, okay? And this was a couple days after, a couple days after she, my mom saw her graduate from college. And she decided that, you know, she's going to move to Philly like permanently like that's where she, she she you know she loved the area because that's where she went to school she loved the she loved the area she's like oh this is great i'm i'm just gonna live here and, you know my my sister was sad it's like oh damn all right you know cool whatever you know it, it is a part of life but the way that my mom took it because I, th- I think either my sister or myself told her and it was probably my sister and I was there. I said, like, yeah, you know, she's gonna be moving to Philadelphia. And Philadelphia is not that far from us. And mind you, 
my niece, her granddaughter, never lived with us, you know? So she barely saw her. <laughs> she barely saw her as it is, you know? But she, of course, but she does remember her taking care of her, babysitting her when she was little. And when the news hit her, you know, she 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 was sitting down and she she processed this and she started wailing. She started crying. Like you like if if you switched out, oh, your granddaughter is going to Philadelphia with your granddaughter just died. Like that's the emotion that she was giving. And I was like, Oh my god, like why are you crying? Like we're all like, yo, why are you crying? Especially like this. Why are you crying with such intensity? And it's because, you know, she, oh, she's moving away. I'm never going to see her anymore. Blah, blah, blah. And, it's, and again, like I said, she didn't see her with much frequency beforehand. You know, she would give a call here and there. But like, it's not like she was there every day. And it's not like she lived with her. And she was crying. You know what I mean? Like crying, crying, crying until she got used to it. It's like, okay, she's not going to be here. Okay, I get it. I understand. She's a growing woman. I get it. You know? So imagine she's acting like that with her granddaughter. But imagine with me, her son, saying, listen, I'm leaving now. You know, and I'm not coming back. Because, like, you know, it's it, I'm I'm finally moving out she's done she's done and i don't want to see that face i don't want to be the cause of that pain and suffering to her you know what i mean but again i do have to live my life just like the character Anne did um but i'm just saying that that exchange is i'm not looking forward to that exchange and like i said before that's like the second worst fear that i have pertaining to my mom and her condition the first fear that i have is walking in on her and she's passed not to say that she's far along not, i mean not to say that this is the thing but she is in her final stages of life and and the degradation of her body and her brain you know it's it's going to come sooner than later you know i'm not saying oh it's coming in two weeks or six months or a year but clearly if she was in better health her life would be prolonged but it's because of these things it's definitely going to be cut short so that's like my first fear um, but my second fear is like actually leaving her. Um, I'm going to feel so bad when that eventually happens, you know, not looking forward to it at all, <laughs> at all. Um, also, I mean, maybe some people might be asking or wondering, you know, why just wanted you just put her in a home instead of having the constant thing in your head like oh you know is she okay blah blah whatever we me my sister and my father we've talked about it and we refuse to put her in a home even though obviously it'd be like the better 
uh, thing for her. It's just that, like, we just don't want to do that. Um, uh, my father is worried about abuse from workers. And, I mean, again, that's not saying that's every facility and whatever. But, I mean, there have been, come on. You can go on YouTube. There's video about uh, AIDS and whatever in nursing homes, like, beating the shit out of their... Uh, clients or whatever they're they're people and we don't want any of that um and also like she responds better with us and with people because i remember the time after she had her surgery we did put her well it wasn't a nursing home but it was like a damn i wish i remembered what the facility was called but it was it was it was a care center essentially, you know, for for like re, rehabil it was a rehabilitation center. There you go, for her surgery and for her to get get to walk, and we would visit her from time to time. But this was at the height of COVID, so we couldn't visit her every day, and 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 one of us would be able to see her at a time, and that was strenuous because like sometimes I would really want to see her just because I missed her and she was out of the house and she was in this place and I was like, yo. I want to know if she's safe, if she's good, or whatever. And you wouldn't know because they wouldn't let you in. It would suck. But um, at times we would go there and they would, and they would tell they would give us an update and they would say like, yeah, she's not eating. She like yells at us and you know she doesn't want to like work out. You know, work out to get better to to walk again. And we're like, this place isn't. It's not doing anything. It's not doing it for her, and and I think she stayed there for like two or three months, and we're like, listen, let we're 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 getting her out. Like this isn't doing anything. And I'm again, I'm not saying that they abused her or whatever, but I'm just saying that like, there was no progress being done. So we're like, okay, it's out. We're like, we're done. Let's get her home. We'll take care of her. And we've been taking care of her ever since. And we don't want to put her in a home. Even though sometimes we were tempted. Because she was a lot. She was a lot to deal with. Um, But you know it's mom. You know you take care of your family. So I think she's. I mean not, not that I think. I know. I mean unless it gets. I don't. I mean unless it gets something. Unless something gets. Goes horribly wrong or, or whatever that she has to stay in a nursing home or, or that we can't take care of her anymore. She's pretty much going to like die at home. And, I, and I'm sorry to say it with such finality like that, but like, we're not going to put her in a home and, you know, or a hospice or whatever. Uh, I, I think she's going to die here. So that, and that, and that's why I'm saying, you know, that's my number one fear is to walk in on her and she's passed. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> um, oh man, and, and like I talked about, like, difficulty and stuff like that, they're, 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 oh man, I don't, this isn't a spoiler, but it's, it's something to, it's not a spoiler, but it's interesting to see that they talked about, no, you know what, I'm fucking, I'm gonna talk about it, it's not a spoiler, but, it is very interesting to see. So it's like, so there's this part in the movie where Anne checks on her father. And he's asleep. It's nighttime. He left he 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 left the light his light on. 
So she goes to see him. He's laying in bed. She covers him. And she, I don't know if she gets a pillow. I don't know if she either gets a pillow or just uses her hands. But she starts to choke him. Or maybe she uses a pillow to muffle his voice or whatever, right? So clearly, she's trying to kill this man. (laughs) But then, you know, you see her, like, wake up because, like, I don't know, like, the doorbell rang or some shit like that. And you're like, yo, that's crazy. Fam, yo, not gonna lie, 100% honesty, I thought about that shit, too. (laughs) You know? Because, like, sometimes you're like, yo, are you being this mean to me on purpose? What the fuck is going on? Like, yo, we would, my mother and I, on her bad days, we would have fucking screaming matches. And I would say shit that I'm not going to repeat on this podcast. But it would be bad. It would be really bad. And I'm like, wow. But then, you know, 10 minutes later, you know, you revisit her. And she's like, hey, what's going on? And you're like, what the fuck? Did you? You're in your head. You're like, yo, we just had a 10 minute screaming match. And you have the luxury of forgetting that happened. But I have to live with that. It's like, no. It's like, yo, fuck you, man. It's like, yo, man, if I, man, I would fucking kill the mobile. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, you would, you would, you have those things in your head. And then, of course, we've talked about intrusive thoughts. Um, I forget what episode, but, um, but yeah, you know, those things happen, happen. It's like, yo, man, if I wanted to kill her, I would do it this way or whatever. Like, man, if I would did that, I'd do it this way. And it's like, wow. But then, you know, you snap yourself out of it because you're like, come on, man. I'm not fucking doing that shit. I ain't going to jail for nobody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Jail is fucking crazy. Okay. Um, I don't even need to watch Scared Street or whatever. Like, I know that I would never make it in jail and they would fuck me in the ass every goddamn day. So, like, that is enough for me to be a law-abiding citizen, <laughs> okay? I remember what's called... Yo, I remember getting a ticket. Um, I got a ticket maybe months ago, right? Um, I was doing, like, a 40 and a 30 in a neighboring town. and I, And I didn't know that was the like the speed limit for this old ass town you know what i mean so but i'm not it's not like i was going 70 or 80 but regardless so like um it, uh what was it yeah i was doing a 40 and a 30 and also my inspection was it my inspection or my registration whatever one of them was off right so like they're like okay you know if you get your if you do your inspection um before the court date I'll wave everything off and you're good. All right. I'm like, all right, cool. Thanks, officer. But yo, that shit took like four months to process to tell me when the court date was and whatever. And like, yo, just don't get into any other like, you know, traffic shit. I'm like, yeah, sure. No problem. And it's like, yo, fucking I was nerve wracked the the whole four months man i was the most law-abiding citizen ever because even though he told me that if i did these things i would be straight i didn't care like i don't like going to court for anything you know what i mean and the, the and the most times that i've gone to court for is just for tickets so when i was there when i finally got there i was nerve-wracked as everything because you're hearing all these petty crimes in front of you and you're like oh my god i'm actually in court <laughs> you know what i mean i'm fucking scared shitless you know, shit list, I mean, shit list, and I'm like, fuck, 
you know, and it's not like, and I'm acting like I freaking murdered like three people or some shit like that. And it's no, it's a fucking inspection and uh, parking ticket. And I'm scared as all hell. And, you know, they call your name, Marjorie Jane. And I'm like, oh my God. It's like, okay, well, the officer said that you did this and this and this. All right, you're free to go. And I'm like, oh my God, thank you, sir. Thank you, Your Honor. And I leave and I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, you know, like the, the anxiety for that four months was crazy. So like you think I'm gonna so you think you see how crazy I was acting for a parking ticket? You think I'm gonna fucking kill my moms and and spend a lifetime in jail and get butt fucked? You're wildin'. <laughs> I'm good. So I can have all the intrusive thoughts I want, but I ain't acting on them. Fuck that. But uh, but yeah, man. So I complete. I one. I commend. I commend them putting that in the movie because a lot of people i think would take that very wrong like or like in the wrong way like oh my god how can you ever think of you know killing the person that you most hold dear whatever yo you don't know you don't know okay you you don't know how it is and and sometimes even when like in marriages you know sometimes you guys say, man i would fucking kill the shit out of you you know what i'm saying like there's a there's a famous uh 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 chris rock quote that he says i think in um was it killed the messenger no it wasn't killed the messenger damn it which one was it um hold on yeah it was um chris rock's never scared where he's like if you if you've never contemplated murder you've never been in love you know what i mean and you know he goes about talking about like oh man if you never thought about you know getting rat poison and putting it putting it in your you know uh significant other's food you've never been in love it's kind of like that thing where it's like that it's like no i don't want to actually kill my mother but like fuck man fucking get rid of you i would <laughs> you know it's like that type of shit and i'm so um I'm so um, grateful for them putting that aspect in that movie because, yo, sometimes that shit is real, man. You think about that shit, you know, but you're just like, yo, nah, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. But it's just, it's just that the frustration levels are that high. And I completely respect that. I, res- I completely respect them putting that in that film. Um, that that's That's when I knew that that's when i knew that one this film is real and two that person went through it just like i am and this is authentic you know and and it i love that so much so um another part of the movie where it's like you know Anne says he didn't recognize who i was or that he did something to me um yeah and that's the thing that i, that I was talking about where sometimes she would um say thing my mom would say things to me um and we would have screaming matches and then two to five minutes later like she doesn't remember a thing or there'll be times where there'll be days where she'll not know who i am at all Son? Yes. 
neither neither the past nor the future exists the only thing that exists is this present moment and it's true uh my mother literally lives in the now there's no past there's no future there's literally now and i find that sad and profound because again she only has a two to five minute window i mean seriously probably even less Let, let's be honest I, it used for for the longest time it used to be two to five minutes i believe now it's like maybe th- 30 seconds to a minute and a half two minutes at the most of her short-term memory so yeah you i mean take 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 this advice you live in the moment like in the in the right now do things in the now have fun right now remember now enjoy now thrive in now um because that's what counts because yeah the future isn't set yet and the past is gone so you live the the now is the current the now is happening right now you know just like the the space balls uh reference <laughs> you know when's now no no now you know when 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 what right now now <laughs> you know so um yeah it, uh, yeah it, it's it, yeah <laughs> um and there's a there's a point there's a another part in the in the movie where um the the uh, anthony anthony hopkins character is like and thank you for everything you know he he just says it he, you know he just says it and and you know kind of you know she accepts that you know i think like does a little tear or whatever and and it's true um i i've experienced that too but it's different it's different though cuz i mean every, anybody can say you never thank you for everything whatever but it it comes after it comes long in long in the tooth of the movie because you see all these things happening the bickering the fighting and all that stuff but then there's a there's a brief pause for love and he says and thank you for everything and that happens to me from time to time like my mother and i would fight bicker all that shit but then you know when i do something for her like if i give her a medicine or like if she says can can you give me some water and i give it to her you know she'll say you know i love you you're you're my everything you know and and when nurses or doctors come to the house and they're like oh your your son has been so helpful like he knows all your medicines he knows the last time you've been here he knows when you got when you contracted this and blah 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 and she's like oh yeah he's yeah he knows he knows everything he's my everything i love him he's my boy you know but again like i said before but sometimes it'll hurt when she says you know you're my everything i love you all that stuff but then an hour later she doesn't know who i am so if i'm not your son then who am i you your mother's son 
So why? So why am I? And then your and 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 your your father is son. So why am I here with you if you're nobody to me? I'm not your son, right? That that means you're not my mother. So why am I here with you? But I love you. Okay, but if you're not my mom, what what am I doing here then? Why would I be here? That doesn't make any sense. It makes sense. I probably not your mom, but mm -hmm. I I I, but I love you. Okay, so where's my mother? I don't know. I love you. But I'm the one who has to live with that, not her. You know, that hurts. Um, yeah. And a couple quirks that that is in the movie that my mom obtains to where the uh, where Anthony or Anthony, he's you know, he's obsessed with his watch. He, he always like loses his watch, but he never loses his watch. He knows he knows exactly where he put it but he just forgets you know so but he's always obsessed and like my mom has obsessions too like she's a i remember at the beginning she was obsessed with her jewelry she's like well i don't have my rings on meanwhile she hasn't wore a ring or whatever in like two years but one day she just got up and was emphatic about her jewelry where's my jewelry where's my wedding ring all this stuff and like the reason why we kept those things away is because we didn't want her to take it off and then put it somewhere and then she never and you know she doesn't remember where she put it and then now we'll never know where she put it you know so that was very that's why she never that's why we never put any jewelry on her because she's gonna forget where she put it but that was the one thing that was she was obsessed with another thing was that she um uh it was always something about the window like oh you know it's too bright in here put down the blind we put down the blind oh you know like the shade and then maybe like three minutes later, oh, it's too dark in here. Put it up. Like she would always be, you know, you know, uh, obsessed about that. Like the 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 light, the illumination in the room or something like that. Very weird. And also, she would always if if. Okay, so I live with my mom, and my dad, right? But there would be sometimes at a time where okay, if she knew one of us was here. She would constantly ask for the other one. Like if my mom, like if if I was at home and she knew I was at home, every like five minutes, where's where's your dad? Where's your dad? Where's your dad? Where's your dad? You're like, oh, he's out or whatever, blah, blah, blah. He's this, he's there, he's there. Oh, okay, okay. Where's your dad? Where's your dad? Oh, all the time until like, you know, it was not time to come home, but like, all right, you know, he's done being outside, so he's home. And then she would have you know like since both of us are home now that's when she could rest she was like oh okay like they're both home now or you know the other way if i was gone if i went to a party or whatever or like if you know whatever she'd always ask him where's martini where's martini where's martini until i came home and she's like where's oh he's here oh and you're here okay like she would always want she would always want people the you know us all being under one roof like that was an obsession of hers as well um so that was interesting um 
the, oh yeah and there's um oh man this is rough too so there's a part in the movie where um one of the aides reminds him of his daughter right and um she's like yeah you know whatever like um like like oh where's my daughter i haven't seen her in such a long time blah 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 right okay so they're they're but but like the thing is like people people know where the daughter is you know they they they, they know where the daughter is they just don't want to tell them um and that just reminded me of the time where this was hard this was this was at the this was at the height of the pandemic it was it was 2020 and 2021 where her older sibling passed away right and it was rough because they had a rough spot for years they they had a falling out but my mother and i guess this is where i get my compassion from even though they were petty I mean, not petty, even though they were bickering or whatever, she would still send him money periodically, you know, to live because he lived in Haiti and she lived here in the States. And she would send him money, you know, for him to like live, you know, have a somewhat sustainable, not, she, he wouldn't live off her money, but it's like, yo, I know you're in need of help because, you know, Haiti is not doing well. So here's some money, here's some money to tide you over. She would do that periodically, even though they had beef with each other. And then we found out, we got the call that he had passed. So we're like, how are we going to tell her this? Um, and we just decided, you know, what, like, let's just tell her. So we got, you know, it was me, my father and my sister, and we went to a room. And we told her. And of course, how anybody would take it, take the news, you know, she took it very bad, started crying and all that stuff because, you know, she was never able to get right with him because of their falling out. But since my mother had dementia, she forgot that he passed and since the news was out that he did pass guess what everybody was calling the house to share and give their condolences so we had to keep reminding her that her brother had passed and when I tell you that was the most difficult thing that I had to go through, you're, you're just the, just to keep repeating it and stuff like that. And then the thing is, she would react to it like she was hearing it for the first time. That's the thing. Cause you know, when someone's dead, you, you know it. And then, you know, you'll probably cry for a bit. And then the next day, you're, you remind yourself and then you start crying again because all the memories are flooding through and all this stuff and then whatever and then you you go to the funeral you see them again you start crying whatever but you still remember you never forgot but 
for her, hearing it every time was hearing it about it the first time. So it was still the same impactful, like, what? He's dead? Ah! You know? And it was so, so bad. But but after a bit, that information stuck. So we were happy about that. But then, a couple months later, in 2021, her older sister passed. And that was the twin of the older brother. So she passed and not only did she pass her passing made it where my mother is the last sibling alive in that family you know and that was not fun telling her but we had a strategy with that one we were just saying we just said to her that like hey you know She's feeling she's feeling sick and we don't think that she's gonna make it, so whatever, blah blah blah. So she was prepared to be like, Oh, okay, she's sick and she's headed that way as opposed to just saying, Hey, look, your sister's dead. You know what I mean? So that one, you know, we waited a couple of days and then we told her, like, yeah, she didn't make it, she passed away, blah blah even though she already passed away. But that was that was much better she took it in stride she didn't cry because she she knew that the eventuality was coming so that was better so like all right good Whew. but that first one man that for that first one was rough rough but we got through it and i completely understand that whole thing about um you know uh the um, the aide reminding him of his daughter and then you know him asking like oh how come she doesn't see me whatever blah blah because yeah sometimes she would ask hey you know I want to speak to my sister I want to speak to my brother where are they how are they doing and we're like fuck like they're both dead like what do we tell her you know but she, that's that's in her mind that that is a permanent memory now she knows that they've passed so um so that's good you know considering <laughs> you know but that but that's good another um quirk in the movies that like he always asks what time it is that's why he obsesses over his watch and my mom's that way too i mean she doesn't she doesn't ask what time it is uh, she used to a long time ago but now she always thinks that it's nighttime whatever whatever time it is and it's not even because of the illumination in the room even though we do kind of keep it dark but every time like when you wake when you wake her up in the morning she thinks it's nighttime um and i don't know why that is but it, it's interesting <laughs> but yeah she always she always thinks that it's nighttime um but yeah another another like last thing that i remember is that she would um this this comes back and forth where um 
the thing is you have to remember with people with dementia is that they're living in their own world and the best thing for you to do is <clears throat> try to see what their world is as opposed to trying to get them back into yours and that was a very hard thing for me to um, get into and try to find out it took a very long time to see what my mom would be saying sometimes if she was very um uh not comprehensible and um or just very defensive with her truth so like, i remember when um one of you know one of her favorite shows which became one of my favorite shows because she watched it all the time when i was growing up would be like three's company right so we found this well, i found this network that will sometimes just have marathons of episodes of three's company and we would put it on on certain days because that's her shit that's what she loves she loves to laugh and she remembers the characters um so she would have a good time but sometimes when she gets when it gets bad she'll watch and I remember when I first started noticing the dementia was really hitting was that when, let's say, you know, I'd walk into the room and she would be like, oh, like Jack's in the house. Like there's a character, if you don't know Three's Company, it's it's about um, roommates, uh, Jack, Chrissy, and Janet, and they, they live together. And hijinks ensues and all that stuff. It's a comedy like back in the 70s i think yeah 70s and she would say she would be like martini martini and i'm like what she's like oh jack's in the room i mean yeah jack's in the room and i'm like what she's like jack's in the room he's like he's over he's behind the dresser and i'm like what are you talking about you know me i'm like huh? what do you mean and i would just sit there with her and try to decipher what she means because she was like she was like yeah he went over there he went that way and i'm like but these people aren't real mom you know that they're on the television and she's like no trust me that he went over there so i'm thinking that she's hallucinating or whatever just much like the symptoms say but yes she was hallucinating but not so much the fact that like oh she sees him in the room well, what happened was, and when I finally figured it out, was that when she, so she would be watching the television, and our television is propped to, like, the left of a dresser that is in, in her room. So, when a character would walk from the left screen all the way to the right screen, and like go away to her it appeared as if the character walked off screen and behind the dresser much like 
maybe a child would, you know, or you can trick a child into doing that. You know, like, especially when you would work with puppets and stuff like that, you can do that magic trick, you know? So I started seeing... I started seeing that and I'm like, oh, that's what she means. So like sometimes, yeah, she'll be saying some like indiscernible type thing. And I'm like, so if anybody else would think that she's crazy, but it's like, no, she's, she's saying her reality. Let's figure it out. So we can either help her, you know, come back to any normalcy or, you know, just see what she's talking about. Instead of just labeling it off like, oh man, she's crazy, whatever, let's pop her, let's give her some more pills so she can shut up. You know what I mean? So, that was hard, but it's so crazy how, I mean, again, um, I don't know how many people like can relate to this, especially like since my friends, because like I'm telling you right now, a lot of my friends are probably discovering right now than my mother has dementia because like again i don't like talking about it but i feel that it needs to be talked about because this is all the stuff that's going through my head and i need to like you know get it out and it's like a lot of my friends a lot of my close friends they don't even live with their parents you know and one they don't live with their parents and two their parents are healthy so and they're still with their significant others I mean, so is my mom, but it's like, let's say if their parents do get in trouble, you know, their significant other, their spouse can help them out. They won't even need to worry if they should take care of their parents because their spouse has got it covered. It's not so simple for me considering that I live with my parents. So sometimes, you know, my friends don't, taking into consideration how lucky they are because sometimes they're like yo man you got to live your life and stuff like that blah 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 and i'm like i get that but like you're not going through what i'm going through you're good your parents don't live with you and also your parents can take care of themselves you know my parents need me i just can't cut them off and be like hey all right man i'm coming down to see you i'm going i'm going up to see you i'm going overseas to see you man let's let's do it woo you know um it's hard um but also but what i was trying to get is that it's crazy how time works where it's like a full circle where a lot of people you know a lot of my friends have kids you know still young and they'll talk to me about their problems with their kids and it, it it mirrors what I'm dealing with with my mom. And it's just so funny how, you know, what what did they say? Like ashes to ashes, dust to dust. It's, it's, it's what it is. How you acted as a kid, you will, re- you will revert back to that when you're in this age, you know? And it's crazy because like yeah i don't have any kids but like it feel it feels like i have one though <laughs> you know it feels like i have one and the way that some people say like oh you don't know you don't know how it feels like to take care of a child and i'm like well you don't know how it feels like to take care of an, of an adult and it's not it's not good it's not fun 
and not to say that one is worse or the other but it's just different experiences and it's crazy it's just crazy how things is and how things work out but you know mentally you know mentally thank goodness i'm strong even though it does you know it 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 taxes on me sometimes but then again you know that's why i take the breaks that i do because i need it you know sometimes i just need to have fun but my mother will always be on my mind she can't not be you know i'll i will always think about her safety and how well she's doing and all that good stuff but i am glad that i do have you know the aides my sister my father to uh help me out and well we all not me but we all help each other out because of one cause it's for my mom so thank god that we have her and thank god that she's being taken care of you know you know until you know the last day comes i will try my hardest to ease her pain and um make sure she's all right all right so i mean that's the end of the episode but we have one more thing you know what it is it's the skin deeps the and self-edition card game and this is card number 103 so let's see what 103 has in store for me what's the best gift i have ever given myself hmm because i'm trying to think of a literal and then like philosophical well philosophical first is the is the courage to do you know the podcast and writing the book and going through my creativity that that's the best gift that i've ever given myself because i think i'm gonna go super far with it and that i'll be happy in doing that um but physical what's the best gift i have ever given myself I mean, I love my Nintendo Switch, even though I don't play it as often just because I'm doing all this other stuff. Yeah, I guess probably my Nintendo Switch. I mean, I don't play it that much because I'm just busy, but I do. I do love that damn thing. It is a sweet, sweet piece of machinery. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, but that's about it. But no, but seriously, um, thank you for listening to my story and please go watch the father regardless if you know somebody who has dementia or alzheimer's or whatever or you don't and if you just want to watch just a good movie you should watch that the father and if and if you want more of like a one to the punch to the gut or something like that then watch memento but definitely the both watch the father and memento do make it make it a well i don't say make it a double feature but definitely watch them great 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 movies but definitely the father resonates with me because that is living proof of what's going on right now in my life (laughs) all right so um that's the end of the show. Thank you for listening to the Inquisitive Nobody podcast. You can find this podcast on multiple digital service providers such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, Listen Notes, 
Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Vero at T-I-N-Q-P-O-D. That is TinkPod. If you have any questions or topics you want me to discuss, you can email me at T-I-N-Q-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. That is TinkPodcast at gmail.com. And I'll read your suggestions on the next show. So, after today's episode, I'm not saying I have the dating world figured out, but I am getting closer to figuring out a way to love within it. Thank you for listening. My name is Martini Jean, and I am the Inquisitive Nobody.